Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning points for the episode on a scale of 1 to 100. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. Mm, but before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, so let's give a warm welcome to today's guest, Adam Villani. Adam, how are you, sir? Oh, I feel I feel great. I feel honored to be here. Um, the, uh, I, I'm happy. I've been listening to the show for a while, and I play along, and I, I, I'm happy to get a chance to, to have the listening audience play along with me. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, why don't you give everyone just a little bit of a biographical uh, background here? Sure. Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do? When you do what you do? What you do? Why am I here? Hi, my name is Adam Villani. Uh, I live in Southern California in Simi Valley. Uh, I grew up in Long Beach. I work for the city of Los Angeles uh, as a city planner. Um, I have a wife. I have two kids, uh, and I've been doing. Trivia for a while. I was on. Uh, I played Jeopardy against a, a fellow named Ken Jennings. Um, I was in his sixty-first episode. I did not beat him, but I did do well enough so that his wife Mindy, in the audience, set down the crossword or the knitting or the crocheting or whatever she was doing. She set that down for a second to pay attention to the end of the episode. Wow. May we all live long enough to get bored yeah. <laughs> watching <laughs> watching somebody that we love uh, rack right, up millions right, right. of dollars. <laughs> well, Adam, welcome to the hot seat. Let me explain to you the rules that we're going to be using for this and every game of Beat My Guest, for that matter. Uh, there are going to be four rounds of four questions apiece. In each round, I will let you know the categories in order. We'll be using for the round. Before we read each question, you get to lock in how many points you wish each question to be worth. Get it right, you get the points. It is just that simple. And there's also going to be a halftime bonus worth 10 points. At the end of the game, you'll field what we call the confidence question, which will be yeah. your question to try and improve your final score. I'll explain all of that and more when we get there, but we cannot get there until we take our first steps on the road towards that trivia triumph that I'm sure awaits you. At the very least, we know Ken Jennings cannot beat you here today, unless, of course, he's listening, and well, well, he, he we may never know. <laughs> Are you ready to go, sir? I am. Here are the categories we're going to be using for our one. Point values available to you are, as always, one, three, five, and seven. We're going to kick things off today with science, followed up with what comes next, move along to music, and we're going to wrap up round one with television. Now, as you know, Adam, this is our alphabet season. And right. in our alphabet season, every single answer is going to begin with a certain letter for you. Today's episode is the letter A. F. Don't read anything yes, into that. <laughs> it's just a letter of the alphabet. Uh, it could be the first name of a person, last name of a person, first name of a thing. Uh, it could be doubled up. Uh, and it is going to be, however, the first uh, letter of every answer, unless I say otherwise, which I probably won't. But you never know. I could be sneaky in there. Nevertheless, first things first here. The first category is science. One, three, five, or seven. Seven. All right. Seven points for science. Good luck, sir. And here is your first question. How many golf balls will fit in a suitcase? And what is the speed of Titan in its orbit around Saturn? You don't have to answer those questions, but they are examples of what kind of question requiring good skills of estimation and named for a scientist known for that particular ability. Good skills of estimation known for a science... Okay, I actually took a class called order of magnitude physics um order of magnitude begins with the letter o which is not f the professor whose name was e sterl finney 
which started with a ph not an f <laughs> but <laughs> but if i was going to name a scientist known for making judgments like that i would say basically my dad's favorite scientist ever richard feynman richard feynman is your answer and Excellent guess. Not the one I was expecting there uh, <laughs> come out of your mouth, right. quite frankly. Okay, uh, I, okay. Somehow I didn't think you were going down that road uh, okay. with your van and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. words plastered on the side there. Uh, so, yeah, this these type of questions are very common in physics, uh, yeah. particularly. And as you said, it is uh, the order of magnitude type yeah. of uh, yeah. question here. Uh, and if you can estimate... You know, for, for like the golf balls, how many will fit in a suitcase? You estimate the size of a golf ball. You estimate the size of the yeah, suitcase. Right, right. And you, you figure out how many rows would be. You know, you are estimating in orders of magnitude. Uh, this particular scientist was like amazeballs at doing this. He could just kind of like look at something and say, well, you know, that's about 20 and that's about 15. That's, that's, that's just 17 million. And like, you know, then scientists, when they're able to actually do the measurements years later with more modern equipment say wow it was 18 million that's pretty damn close right yeah 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 that's that's the beauty of it yeah and uh this was a scientist by the name of enrico fermi oh okay okay all right fermi yeah these are fermi uh questions fermi uh okay fermi I equations or term. estimates uh fermi I mean, I'm sorry you had to burn the seven on it, but uh, I honestly, I thought you were right there. I thought you were going right for it. <laughs> I was getting close. I was getting close. You were in the ballpark, as it were. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, moving along, let's see if we can get you on the board here with what comes next. Uh, what comes next this is actually what comes next, but what comes next from you is either one, three, or five. I'm going to say three. All right. Three points for what comes next. Good luck, sir. Here is your question. Days of Thunder, 1990. Far and Away, 1992. A Few Good Men, also 1992. What, 1993? All right. All of these movies starred uh, Mr. Tom Cruise. And then 1993, I mean, I could just try to figure out what his next movie was. Although two of these movies start with, or start with, if you admit the leading A, the letter F. Let's was days of thunder. F a few good men. Okay, Tom Cruise and Far and Away with Nicole Kidman. A few good men. None of these movies I saw. I didn't see any of these. Um, wow, really? None of them? No, not a single one. No, but 1993. Okay, 1993. Tom Cruise. There's Interview with a Vampire, which does not begin with an F. There's Eyes Wide Shut was later in the 90s. Also had Nicole Kidman. That one I did see. Got it. The Firm. The Firm. And you answered that so yeah. firmly as well. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Indeed. For whatever reason, I wanted to uh, look into see what movies Tom Cruise had been in in a certain stretch. I was hoping to find a four-film stretch with Fs in them. This did not quite get there. Uh, we had Enrico Fermi in the last question. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I'd, I'd like another Fermi question, so why not go with Tom Cruise and the firm. Well done, <laughs> sir. Three okay, points for right, you. So I've broken zero. I'm at three. Yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately, born on the fourth of July was uh, was a little yeah, earlier, so it didn't didn't quite fit in the sequence there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I guess uh, whether or not you could handle the truth, we don't know, but you could handle that question, which that's the truth. Uh, we're going to move along now to music. You have the one. You have the five. I will go with the five on music, although that that could be dangerous. 
Well, you know, uh, music or television. Except it can't be dangerous because dangerous starts with a D. Maybe. <laughs> it's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> you never know how I pronounce these things. After all, uh, as I've said in other episodes, uh, he rhymes on with coat. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Right. Pet peeve. Uh, right. Here is your five-point music question. According to the lyrics of the 1981 hit Rapture, who told Debbie Harry that everybody's high? I, I like the uh, this is this uh, yeah I'm pr I'm pretty familiar with the song. It's a good song. You could criticize the rap for being nonsensical, but you know that's you know not everybody can be sensical. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is yeah 191981 song Blondie. I believe it hit number one and somehow has like the the distinction of being the like first rap song to hit number one i mean you know you can quibble over definitions there i suppose okay so she starts in the rap you know that 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 fab five freddy i believe is the name fab five freddy and then she goes into like various cars that he eats and bars and everything fab five freddy that is my answer fab five freddy is your answer uh, on a five-point question, how uh, ironically appropriate there. Uh, did not have to be this way, of course, that five points is totally up to you. So yeah, uh, I would agree with you. The uh, definition of rap, uh, very loose <laughs> to include this song. I mean, I, I suppose uh, there is rapping going on. Yeah, it was it was uh, kind of a brand new uh, brand new sound out there. So, uh, you know, well well done to uh, uh, Miss, Miss Harry and her group yeah. for, for... It's like that, and that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, she rode that tide all the way to as high as number one. Uh, yeah, so this would be uh, this would be a rapper who uh, would then go on actually to be uh, one of the original hosts of uh, Yo MTV Raps before he was uh, kind of joined and then ultimately replaced by uh, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, but not that Dr. Dre. It was the right, other the Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Yeah, the chubby shall we say, the portly Dr. Dre. <laughs> uh, but yes, indeed, Fat Five, Freddy said, everybody's high. Bad Five Freddy is the answer. Well done. Okay, I got two questions. Indeed. Two out of three uh, with a chance to go three for four with a double and two RBI. Let's see how you do with this question. Are you ready for your one-point TV uh, query? I, I am. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Match Game, in its 1970s incarnation, uh, long before Alec Baldwin uh, got involved, uh, recorded 1,421 total episodes. Now, Brett Summers, Richard Dawson, and Charles Nelson Riley all appeared in over 1,000 episodes apiece. What author was the next most on the list of episodes at 425? Ooh. Now, this is not a show that I watched outside of a little bit on the game show network or something back in the 90s i like a series i know this is a popular show for many many in the trivia and quizzing and game showing world it's not one that i've watched much of um although i'm glad you asked about some kind of television from you know before i had kids and so i stopped watching television <laughs> altogether just a little max um, and ruby from here on out right 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 right, right, right. <laughs> let's see People from the 70s, there's there an actor named Frederick Forrest, but he's an actor. Um, okay, any, who else was an author around then? Sidney Sheldon, uh, Leon Uris, uh, who else? It would have been like some novelist, like you 
take with you to the beach or something like that. Alright, I'm I'm gonna go with the the last name rule and guess that there might be somebody with the last name Forest. Forest is your answer. Yeah. Always uh, if if uh, not asked for that first name, don't or provide it, folks. Maybe it's their first name. Maybe the author was Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, yes. Uh, Forrest yeah. Whitaker. Uh, maybe Forrest Gregg, former coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, Forrest, 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 uh, Forrest, Forrest, yeah. Forrest Fires. Only you can prevent Forrest Fires. Uh, not what we're looking for here. So Smoky Bear. So, uh, yeah, they would record so many of these episodes in a week. Uh, it was on every day. Uh, and so, you know, five episodes at a time with the same cast. Uh, you always had Brett Summers in the in the upper center there. And she would always be talking about, oh, I don't understand the question. Repeat it, please. Uh, and then, you know, after she gave her ridiculous answer, Charles Nelson Riley would, would scoff at her. Oh, you're wrong, Brad. I said Hinder. And then, you know, Richard Dawson would be in the bottom center all the time, and uh, they would pick him. And they, they picked him so much for the match that they actually instituted a rule in the late 70s where they put a wheel in. You had to spin the wheel because they, they were tired of everybody picking Richard. It made everybody else feel bad. Yeah. Uh, but usually sitting in the bottom right, uh, apparently for 425 episodes, which is a good chunk of uh, the series run was a female actress, in quotation marks. She had done some Broadway, uh, okay. but she was more well-known for the fact that she was a writer. She eventually uh, got Oscar nominations for one of the books that she wrote that they turned into a movie called Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop oh. Cafe, oh. and her name was Fanny Flagg. Oh. Okay, a person whom I have actually heard of. <laughs> yeah, I'm Fanny Flagg! And she, she would, like... Oh. Uh, be, do these, uh, I guess, bon mots and witticisms with Southern charm. Uh, well, you uh, were not ready to match the stars, but uh, yeah. you did match one of the more, uh, I would say, uh, well-met uh, first rounds in uh, Beat My Guest history. Uh, eight! Okay. Eight out all of right. 16 points. Not bad at all. all right. How are you feeling okay. now you got a round under your belt here? Uh, I, I feel, I'm feeling okay. I mean, I know, that, I know that this is a tough show and that the, you know, I should not expect to get more points than I, I do not get. So <laughs> I guess at this point, I'm even on points gotten and points not gotten. So it's, I'm doing okay. Indeed, doing doing quite well. And uh, we are going to now uh, see if we can keep that momentum going into round two, where the point value is increased to two, four, six, and eight. Right. Here are the categories, Adam, that we're going to be using in round two. We're going to kick things off with audio hodgepodge, which admittedly is a bit of a lifestyle. Uh, we are then going to move along to sports, follow it up with fungo, and wrap up round two and the first half with literature. But first things first, audio hodgepodge. How many points? Two, four, six, or eight? I'm going to say six points. All right, six points for audio hodgepodge. Here's how this is going to yeah. work, Adam. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. When I'm done asking you a question, I'm going to play you a clip. After you hear the clip, the idea is that you are going to have all the information you need to answer said question correctly. Here is this question of which I speak. Who is talking in this clip about a not-so-amusing incident that happened to him in the state of Virginia? It was so hard. Then, you know, a lot of that blood was from the animal. Ew! Ew! Yeah, I know. So it was like, for a second, I was like, is this real or is it a dream? And I was like, it's reality. So I get at the end of the ride, right? And more than hurt. 
I was pissed. Yeah. Because all I heard was like the problem they have, right? And I'm getting out of the roller coaster and I go like to the people from Bush Garden. I just hit a goose. <laughs> oh, okay. So when I first heard the voice, I thought it was maybe Father Guido, Guido Sarducci because of the, you know, sort of comedy Italian accent there. Um, it is not Father Guido Sarducci. Um, although I guess that starts with an F. Well, the father part does. But I don't think it's Father Guido Sarducci. He's describing, I, I believe it is somebody who does not have a deliberately comedic Italian accent. I think it is an actual Italian. And I believe uh, he's describing um, an incident that occurred on a roller coaster, as he says, and Bush Gardens, as he says. Um, if I recall correctly, I believe the name of the ride was Apollo's Chariot. This is a ride that I have been on, um, on a trip to Virginia. And the person whose lovely face was marred by running into a, a bird was Fabio. Fabio is your answer. Yes. Um, uh, certainly, Father Guido Sarducci. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Uh, <laughs> Comedian uh, uh, slash actor uh, Don Novello, a character he created for Saturday Live, that he uh, was a stalker doing for years and years. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Became his it's... thing. Yeah, so sad. So, so very sad. Uh, I guess it's, uh, I guess, you know, would you rather at least be on camera but dressed as a priest, or would you rather have your hand up a dog's butt? Uh, <laughs> like Triumph and Robert Smigel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who is to say? Uh, but yes, this... kind of sounds like uh, the Fernando Lamas character, which also starts with an F. But... Yeah, I mean, it could, you could say it, was, it could have been Furio. Ooh. Yeah, could be yeah. Fiorio from the Sopranos. There was a bee on your head. Uh, yeah. But no, none of those things is true. This was a uh, discussion being held on uh, a fine daytime talk show uh, at the time, hosted by uh, Roseanne, who you probably heard they're going, ew, ew. Such in-depth in questioning there <laughs> from Roseanne. Uh, but yes, uh, the uh, debut of this roller coaster, the very first ride, he was sitting front row as the celebrity uh, kickoff rider, uh, went up the first hill, and on his way down, a goose struck his beautiful nose, blood everywhere, but as, as he told you, fear not, people, most of the blood was that of the goose. Fabio is correct. Yeah. Well done. All right. All right. I, I, I cannot believe it was not butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good ride, by the way. All right, well, that's a good answer. Uh, good six points headed your way. Right. We have the two, we have the four, we have the eight, we have sports. What say ye? Sports. Now, I know you can go deep into sports. <laughs> I, you, get, you know, you can probably go way deeper in the, into sports than the questions you ask people. Um, but I don't have to beat you at sports, but still, I'm just going to go with two points. All right, two points for sports. Well, good luck. And here is your two-point sports question. Born and raised in the Bronx, where he went to college and starred in four different sports. Hall of Fame baseball player Frankie Frisch was better known by what nickname? Ooh. And the nickname would have to start with an F, the answer? Like, his name already starts with... All right, answers start with F. Okay, okay, and it's one okay. way or shape or form, unless I say otherwise. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So I'm guessing it's not something super simple like Frank Frishy or something. Uh, anyway, um, okay. Uh, I remember there was some joke about like him and some guy who ended up being a, a cardinal in the church, like both being cardinals who went to Fordham. But 
it was told by somebody much better than I just told it right there. What was it, Father um, Guido Sarducci? <laughs> I, I don't I don't think Father Guido Sarducci is well. I don't know. Maybe he could still he could still be elected to the he could still be appointed to the, he could still be made a cardinal. Um, I don't think he's eighty, so he could still vote. Let's see the the Fordham Fordham Splinter. No, I'll bet I'll bet it's the Fordham Flash. Fordham Flash. For, Fordham Flash, I'll go with. Fordham Flash? What made you uh, go with Flash? Well, I don't It starts with an F. Okay. <laughs> it well. sounds like something you'd give to somebody with a, for a nickname. The Fordham Fandango? The Fordham Well, it's, it's Yeah, it's not the Fordham Fungo, because even though Fungo's up okay, next. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he started for sports. One of those sports happened to be track and field, where uh, he was okay. uh, quite successful for being incredibly speedy and fast. One might even call him so fast, he could be like, uh, you know, a flash. He went to Fordham. Frankie Frisch, the Fordham Flash. Two points for you. Well done. Okay, okay. I dug that out of my memory somewhere. Okay. If Just I'm because I mocked does not mean you're question. wrong. Right. <laughs> if I'm going to answer a sports question, right, it's going to be a baseball question. So I, I did dig that out of somewhere. Okay, great. Awesome. Excellent. Well done. Well done. Well, right. let us not uh, hesitate to ask the next question for you okay. are on the proverbial roll here. Fungo is up next. Uh, three separate clues all pointing to the same answer. You have four. You have eight. I'm going to, you know, this is one of the new ones. And, you know, there's three chances to get it right, but I'm, I'm, it's a little tough. So I'm going to say four points. All right. Four points. Good luck. Here is your four point Fungo. Clue number one. Marvel Universe Companion of the Crimson Dynamo and the Red Guardian. Clue number two. Defeated Diana DeGarmo to take home a coveted title in 2004. Clue number three. 1940s work that ultimately led to Nick Cage playing a wizard. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm pretty good in knowing Marvel Comics stuff. Um, but Crimson Dynamo and Red, uh, that, that'd be somebody in the, I think that was called the Soviet Super Soldiers. Um, I don't remember who else was in that. Diana DeGarmo, 2004, I think was on, uh, uh, um, what is the show where people sing, uh, American Idol, Nick Cage, just as a wizard. I saw Nick Cage, just as a wizard on an airplane when I watched The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is inspired by, named the same as, a segment in Walt Disney's Fantasia. And there was also Diana DeGarmo, who I think was maybe beat by Fantasia Barino. And Fantasia could certainly be the name of a supervillain. So I'm going to say Fantasia. All right, Fantasia is your answer here. Not much I can say to add to what you've already said there. The Marvel Universe uh, Soviet Super Soldiers, or whatever they were called. Uh, Crimson Dynamo, Red Guardian, and uh, one of those members was Fantasia. I do believe the name was changed in some later editions. Okay. Originally was called Fantasia. Diana DeGarmo lost out to Fantasia Barino, who was just Fantasia at the time. Famous for... Uh, her rendition of Summertime, the 1940 work. That's a movie called Fantasia, Sorcerer's Apprentice, which uh, ultimately led to Nick Cage playing a wizard. Three chances to get it right. Three chances to get it wrong. Wrong you did not get. Fantasia. Fantastico. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Three All for right. three, and now the pressure is on. Uh, potential Ooh. for a perfect a round perfect is round. here. Right. 
And somehow, somehow I saved eight points for a literature question. I'm not sure why I did that, but okay. <laughs> well, let us see how you do. With this eight-point literature question, good luck, and here we go. Jeremy and Jean Louise share what last name? In a book whose author said of the work in question, an author should always write about what he knows and write truthfully. I'm looking for the last names of the characters in a novel. So I, I don't have to provide the name of the novel. I don't have to provide the name of the author. Jeremy and Jean Louise write about what you know. They're probably brother and sister, or maybe they're husband and wife, or maybe two random people who happen to share the same last name. Furbies, the 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 flaming ghoulies, the the fantastics. Ooh, that's the name of a musical. Um, Jeremy Flinder, Flint, Foul, Fall, Flinger, the fantastic. Like, as in the maybe there was a novel and they they turned it in. Fantastic, fantastic. Jeremy, Please. fantastic. Jean Louise, fantastic. Indeed, uh, uh, certainly a possibility as begins with F. <laughs> it does begin with F. That's the only thing I can say about that answer. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was a bit of a perhaps a red herring in this question here. Uh, the quote uh, in, that I uh, gave says uh, an author should always write about what he knows. Uh, despite that, uh, the speaker of that quote was indeed uh, a woman. Very famous author wrote one novel. In her lifetime, uh, after her lifetime, however, somehow oh. a second novel appeared. Oh, Jeremy, shortened to Jem. Jean Louise, better known as Scout. Finch. 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 Yes, Finch. This was from To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Finch is yeah. the answer. Um, I didn't give you Atticus because I thought that might be a little too easy. <laughs> a little bit, yes. And Jean Louise was was that Scout. Was that, that a Scout? Like yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. All right, that was a Indeed. legit question. And I did not get it. I finally got him, <laughs> folks. I you finally got, got him. You got me. Don't worry, Mrs. Jennings. Put All right, right. <laughs> Stop picking Whatever it. Whatever she was doing in the No, office. that was a fantastic round. You got 12 okay, out of possible great. 20 in that round. Great. I'm going to add those 12 points to the eight you had coming into the round, which means you are entering halftime with an incredibly healthy 20 points. Okay. I feel good about that. You should feel good about that. Uh, very few people uh, are that high on the list. Here's how halftime is going to work. It is our only partial credit question of the game. I'm going to ask you the question, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about your answers to that question while we take a little break. Maybe go to the bathroom. Maybe go to court. That's going to get turned down. And then we're going to go to the appellate court, and that's going to get turned down. And then we're going to go to the Supreme Court. I'm sorry. I, I, I was channeling some sort of speech there. I don't know where it came from. Uh, anywho, here is your halftime bonus question. Are you ready, sir? I am ready. Harry Potter is a multi-book series of some renown. Have you heard of Harry Potter? I have heard of Harry Potter. Okay, well done. Uh, for two points each, I would like for you to name for me any five of the eight F characters who are mentioned by name 100 plus times over the course of the Sorcerer's Stone through the Deathly Hollows in those books. Take a little bit of time to think about your answer, and we'll be back after the break. If you'd like to support Beat My Guest, helping to make more episodes like this possible, please consider becoming a patron, just like Madeline, Andy, Asha, Heather, and many others who have joined since the start of the season. 
Check out patreon.com slash beatmyguest for details. And now back to me for the second half of this week's episode. And welcome back to Beat My Guest. My guest this week is Adam Villani. When we last left Adam, he was sitting on an amazingly fantastic 20 points, working on the following halftime bonus question. Harry Potter, a multi-book series of some renown. Uh, I hear they made movies about it, too. Uh, but we're talking about the books here for two points each. I've asked Adam to name for me any five of the eight F characters who are mentioned by name 100 or more times over the course of the canonical seven-book series from Philosophers slash Sorcerer's Stone all the way through the Deathly Hollows. Adam, when you're ready, please give me your answers. I've read the first book. <laughs> I've watched well, that's good. the first four or five movies. Okay, let me think. Let me think. There's Neville Longbottom. There's Ron. There's Hermione. There's... Who's the big, huge guy? Hagrid. There's Harry himself. The other Dursleys. Um, there's uh, Voldemort, but not Voldemort. There's the like the pictures on the walls that talk. There's like old, old doesn't have a head or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Animals. Any of that? Where's his owl's name? His owl's name is. All right. Okay. So we got Fiona. I've got. Fergus, uh, I'm gonna have to just come up with th- three other names. Finn, Fred, Fred, Freddy Dursley. I think maybe one of the Dursleys is a Fred or Freddy. Would Fred or Fre- if I said Fred and it's Freddy or Fred, do those count as each other or do I need to specify? I will render render judgment unto okay. Caesar. What is Caesar's? <laughs> okay, Fred. Okay, I think there might be a. Maybe there's a Freddy Dursley. Um. And then let's just say Frank, or is there a Francine or Francis or a Veronica Furry? Okay, I've got Fiona, Fergus, Finn, Freddy, and Frank. Okay, those are definitely names. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, the question is are they names that are uh, important to the Harry Potter universe? Certainly important enough to. have gotten named, uh, name dropped a uh, hundred times or more during the course of the series. Okay. I am going to work my way from the uh, eighth place on the list. Okay. So, uh, kicking things off at number eight on the list with 105 name drops, okay. uh, we have uh, a dog who uh, was very loyal to uh, Hagrid. Uh, his name was Fang. Fang. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, you know, uh, somewhat inconsequential character by the name of uh, Phileas Flitwick. One of the professors there at the uh, at Hogwarts, uh, 140 times. Okay. We we have a character who uh, seemed homeless at one point and uh, turned out to be uh, not the the greatest uh, loyalist to the uh, Order of the Phoenix. There with 147 references, man by the name of Mundungus Fletcher. Okay. And if you can't trust a guy whose name is Mundungus, who can you trust? <laughs> I know. I know. Moving along, we have, uh, with 179 mentions, one of the uh, Team Gryffindor students, Seamus Finnegan. Finnegan. Mm. I was close on one there. Yes, we have a uh, lovely lady uh, participated in the Triwizard Tournament, uh, ultimately became uh, wife to one of the Weasleys, Uh, the lovely Fleur Delacour. Yeah. And then we have uh, at 288 times we have Argus Filch. Filch. Okay. Yes, and uh, of course uh, 
very prevalent, 493 mentions, of course, very important figure, at least in his own mind. Cornelius Fudge. Fudge. The only answer of which you're going to get points at 920 mentions. One of the Weasleys, Fred. Fred Weasley is correct for two points. Oh, God. God. There was a Fred. There was indeed a Fred. I would have given you Frederick or Freddie. uh, If he had said Fab Five Freddie, maybe not. But There was a Fred. Uh, Yeah, there's almost always a Fred. Sure, sure. (laughs) Well done. I mean, it's only two points, but you know what? Yeah. You had a lot of points coming in. You had 20 points coming sure, in. To half sure, time. sure. Oh, those... the listeners at home have caught up with that one. Perhaps, perhaps. It was it was a difficult question. Some of the uh, uh, names that were uh, next up on the list, uh, not quite uh, up to 100 snuff there. We had Forenzi. Uh, we had Fat Lady. We had Fox. Those were the, that was the Phoenix. Those were the next three on the list. Oh, okay, but okay. We are cooking with the proverbial gas here. As we move along our way to round three, where the point values stay the same at two, four, six, and eight. However, the categories they are going to be a change in. This is what they're going to be a changing to. We are going to kick things off with history. Follow it up with everybody. Say it with me. Only in Florida. Move along to around the world. And we are going to wrap up round three with who done it. But first things are up first. That's generally how things work. History, two, four, six, or eight. I am going to say six points on history. Six points on history. Good luck. Here is your six point. History question. Founded in 1831, this fighting force has fought furiously in fronts across multiple continents. Today, it boasts just shy of 9,000 members. What is it? 9,000 members. Okay, I don't think it's any of the, the U.S. things. Different continents. You got to look at the, okay, there's like the British, there's the French, the French, French Foreign Legion, I'm going to say. This was a fighting force that was uh, formed by a bunch of people. Uh, The requirements are anonymity for your first year, and uh, then you can choose to uh, reveal your real name after that. You must speak French. It is a requirement. For the French Foreign Legion, the Légion Étranger. Six points. Well done, sir. Hey, cool. We are, we are, we are cruising. We are cruising. Six points there. Um, Already. We'll already. Cool. Let us move along uh, to a place where they uh, probably speak more Spanish than they uh, speak the French there. On only in Florida, two, four, or eight. Uh, dos. <laughs> dos. 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 Doesn't dos equis. Two points. Two points. Dos puntos. Excellent. Very good. Good luck. Here is your only Florida question. In September of 2018, police and firefighters were summoned to a Niceville residence where an apologetic naked man had started a blaze with what unattended object? Unattended object. All the good Florida man stories involve a lack of clothing. Um, Niceville sounds like a Niceville. Started a fire. Unintended furnace. Well, that would be that would be like. A boring answer. It has. It's probably something wacky. I mean, except for. I mean, the dude was naked. Um, uh, a fire extinguisher. A uh, that would be weird. Uh, an unattended flaming, flaming lip. Uh, an unattended flaming pie. Uh, f- frozone. Fro. Um, 
I can't think of anything funny, so I'm just going to say furnace. <laughs> furnace. Yeah, I mean, uh, furnaces are, are kind of meant to be uh, unattended. Right. I mean, right. it's not like I sit there. Yeah, I, right. It's, <laughs> this is the most like anodyne answer to the question. <laughs> Man yeah. starts fire with a furnace. Okay, all right. Cool. All right, yeah, fair enough. Well, I, I, will, I will regale you with uh, another fine... Uh, story of uh you know these the answers are never the be all end all you, you kind of need yeah. to have the build yeah. up here so so adam here's what happened um okay so uh niceville uh, uh, a nice town in in florida man uh yeah, hanging out uh, in, in his home and started to drink a little vodka as you do down to whole two liters of vodka then uh went, yeah then started smoking some pot Okay. Got a case of the munchies, as you do, and okay. uh, decided he wanted some cookies. So he uh, took uh, some cookie dough and threw it on his foreman grill. Oh, oh, oh no, George, you let us down. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it. Uh, the grill caught fire, uh, and the guy came in. I don't know where the naked came in, because he was already naked at this point. Uh, he, he grabbed a couple of towels uh, and put them on top of the grill to try and put the fire out, and that only uh, ignited the towels and uh, um, spread um, the fire more. And Yeah, he, he ran outside, and, uh, and the police and the fire department showed up, and... Uh, well, Foreman Grill is the answer. I'm okay. sorry, you cannot get all your right, points. All right, all right. And he could not get his cookies. That's a, that's, yeah, I feel sad about the cookies. Well, you can't win them all, but maybe you can win the next one correctly. Around the World is next. Four points or eight okay. points, sir. Eight points. I'm going to go with the Ocho here. Eight points for Around the World. Good luck. Here is your question. Uh, originally built in 1543, the Fountain of Justice and the nearby Minerva Fountain form the centerpiece of tourism in what world city? Fountain of Justice. 1543. Okay. 1540. Okay. My first thought would be it's like somewhere in Europe because it's like Fountain of Justice, Minerva Fountain. It sounds like European. But 1540, that would be like early days in the new world, the new to us world, new to you know Western civilization. 1543. What was it? Santa Fe, Mexico City, Fortaleza, Caracas, Bogota, City, World City. Hmm. Maybe it starts with an F. It starts with an F. Fountain of Justice and Minerva Fountain. Is it? Yes, indeed. What other places start with an F? World City. The city itself was founded in 1543. You say. I said the Fountain of Justice was originally built in 1543. The Fountain of Justice. The Fountain of Justice. Maybe it is in Europe. F -f so Frankfurt is in Europe. It's got two Fs starting each syllable. That sounds like a... Sounds, it sounds like it's a, like an Italian or Greek thing, but I'm coming up a blank on F cities down there. Spain. Fortaleza is in Brazil. Frankfurt is in Germany. Freiburg. I don't I don't know why it would be in Freiburg. Man, okay, nothing nothing is coming into my head as being a really good answer. The European city that comes to mind would be Frankfurt, which has two apps in it. But that's like in Germany. I don't think they, they go for like fountain like Minerva fountain. That's that's not their bag. Um, it sounds more like a Mediterranean, Latin American kind of thing. Uh, all I can think of is maybe Fortaleza, Brazil. 
So I'm going to say Fortaleza, even though I'm probably completely wrong. All right, Fortaleza, Brazil is your answer. Yeah. You were struggling uh, mightily uh, earlier in your deliberations to come up with an Italian city that starts with F. I mean, I had mentioned that there was a <laughs> Harry Potter character. Like, like Florence, for example? Yeah, I had mentioned a Harry <laughs> Potter character named Ferenzi, which is the okay. name for Florence in, in right, Italian. Yeah. Okay. I mean, right. it was sitting right there. Uh, of course, had you said that, you would, you would not have gotten the points. It's not the correct answer. <laughs> no, no. But I, I just wanted to point out there is an F city in. in okay, okay. <laughs> that right, comes right, to the yeah. top of mind here. Yeah. I hate when players do this. They have the answer well in hand, and then and then it slips out of their grasp. slips out of their grasp. The Fountain of Justice destroyed in World War II and uh, rebuilt. That's why I said it was originally built. Germany. It is indeed Germany. It is the fine city of Frankfurt. Ugh. Ich bin ein Frankfurter. Almost had it. Almost had it. Why would the Germans name something after Minerva? That's that's my question. That's my question. I know. The Minerva of some people. I know. I know. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to move along to the whodunit question. It's going to be worth four right. points to you. Let's see if we can get back on the winning ways here. Let's try that. All right. Good luck. Here is your whodunit question. Born in Austria in 1882, he helped found the ACLU in 1920. But somewhat inexplicably wrote the majority decision in a case where mandatory flag pledges were upheld. Who done it? Upheld. I was just in an argument yesterday about the case in the United States in 1943 where man mandatory flag pledges were not upheld. At that point, this person would have been 61 years old. But if he wrote, I mean, it, certainly the Supreme Court changes its mind from time to time. Started to see this notwithstanding uh and yeah uh and then the connection from the last one would lead me to frankfurter and a man with felix frankfurter double after and yeah i think it was born in austria aclu sure okay great yeah okay yeah felix frankfurter all right felix frankfurter is your answer so yeah uh this uh founder of the aclu all about individual rights and civil liberties and all that not only wrote the uh, majority opinion in the uh, first case on uh, flag pledges, which uh, Minersville School District, where they said, hey, everybody has to do it, stand up, pledge the flag, no exceptions. He then was still on the Supreme Court when West Virginia versus Barnett came around where they overturned it. <laughs> hey, you know. Yes, indeed. His opinion sometimes. Uh, he didn't change his opinion. He, 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 oh, oh, he didn't. Oh, he, 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 he wrote the he, dissent the second time. He, ACLU okay, guy right. says Jehovah's Witnesses suck it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> history's kind of proven <laughs> him wrong, but his name. Sure. Yeah, you might call him a, a Supreme Court hot dog. Felix Frankfurter, well done. Four points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I got some points. Though. In fact, you got 10 points that round. Hey, Half yeah, the points yeah. available to you. Uh, 10 of 20. We're going to add those to the 22 you had coming into the round, which means you are sitting, sir, at 32 points as we head into round four. Yes, very good. Round four, our highest scoring round mm -hmm. of the game. Point values increased to 3579. Here are the categories that you will be using for this oh so important uh, round. Kicking things off with analogies. Moving along to potpourri, we're going to uh, follow it up with movies. And we are going to wrap up round four and regulation with mashup. But first things are first, sir. Analogies, three, five, seven, or nine. I am going to say 
seven points. All right. Seven points for analogies. Good luck. Here is your analogy. Macbeth is to Malcolm as Hamlet is to what? Okay. These are Shakespeare characters, obviously. Um, Macbeth is to Malcolm. Um, they are... Okay, Macbeth is like the prince, maybe? Malcolm is, I think... Well, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay, I was thinking like one was the dead king, but you know what? The dead king in Hamlet is like Hamlet Sr., I think. Hamlet is like Hamlet Jr., I think. I don't think... Malcolm is not the old... I think maybe... Okay. I think maybe Malcolm kills Macbeth, and Hamlet is maybe killed by... The only F character that comes to mind, Fortinbras. Fortinbras, I'm going to say. All right. Very well. I mean... Uh, well, I don't have to be right about why it's right, but my answer is Fortinbras. Well, you never have to... No, in an analogy, as long as you get the correct answer, yeah. I mean, that's all that really matters yeah. here. Uh, I could be completely wrong on that one part. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Obviously, you are completely correct in that this is a Shakespeare question, but, I mean, if it's Macbeth and Hamlet, it's not a Shakespeare question. There's... Very right. clever question writing there. Uh, <laughs> meeting here. Yeah, um, yeah it's some dude some from the Brooklyn, Macbeth. Malcolm Macbeth. Uh, a... Yeah. So yes, uh, Malcolm uh, in the play Macbeth happens to be the uh, character who delivers the final line of the play. Oh, okay. okay. The last words are spoken by uh, one uh, Malcolm here. So I am looking for the character who delivers the last line. Uh, not necessarily the killing blow, but the last line of the, kills play. the play. It kills the play. Yeah, sends it sends the uh, curtain streaming to the ground, uh, hopefully with applause to follow. Yeah. Uh, and the answer, my friend, I mean, it, it's an F name. It's from Hamlet. Uh, you had good odds there. If you could remember it, and you did, Fortune Bra is correct. Okay. Well done. But for the wrong reason. <laughs> It's okay. It's kind of like Fortinbras comes in and goes, oh, crap, what happened here? Except in Iambic Pentameter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's coming back to me now. We are going to move on. Uh, you got that one correct, which is uh, an excellent awesome. job. Hopefully, uh, you know, we are going to move on in a, a proper direction here. And uh, here, my friend, is your potpourri question. But first, I have to ask you, three, five, or nine? Five. Five points for potpourri. Good luck. And here is your question. The main types of ski lifts include those of the aerial, surface, and what third variety of transport, typically utilizing cable railways? Ah, ah, ah. Yes. Okay. This is about as potpourri as a question as you can... I mean, you know, ski lift technology is not really something that fits into one of your standard categories in trivia. But it does fit into potpourri because everything fits into potpourri. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm not. A, I have gone skiing a few times, aerial. So that covers everything, even the enclosed ones, and the the you know real exposed ones. Uh, then there's like you know I'm just gonna like be on a cable toe and get moved up the mountain. But there are railways, and I am a. We have one of these in downtown Los Angeles, which is not used for skiing, but is called Angel's Flight, and you can take it up and down the hill. It is a funicular. Funicular, funicular, funiculi, yeah. funicular, funiculi, funicular, funiculi, funicular, funiculi. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun word to sing, 
and it is indeed the main type of uh, cable railway transport uh, that used for ski lifts. It is a funicular. Awesome. You are correct. Five points. Well done. Cool. Cool. Yeah, and I think some are, are made, like made in Switzerland because oh, you know. anything ski related. Uh, yeah, this, this side of Jean Claude Keeley is made in Switzerland. <laughs> yeah, and. Indeed, they just had a big incident uh, today uh, as we record this, where uh, uh-huh. a bunch of people were trapped in some sort of uh, funicular type device, and they had to evacuate mm-hmm. them one at a time. It was a very lengthy process, but uh, at least uh, Elon Musk did not have to get involved uh, like some other <laughs> trapped incidents. <laughs> Didn't have to sedate everybody, <laughs> thread them out. Movies is up next. <laughs> three, Indeed it is. Three points, nine points. What say ye, high or low? I, I, I say nine. 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 Good luck. And here is your nine point movies question. The death of a rock and roll singer, played by Vince Neil, kickstarts the action of what 1990 vehicle for Razzie nominees Gilbert Gottfried, Wayne Newton, and Andrew Clay? Whoa. Gilbert Gottfried, Wayne Newton, and Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice, okay, Death and Vince Neil kickstart, not his heart, but the movie. Uh, 1990, I was working in a movie theater, and Razzie's, okay, I did not see this collection of people in a movie, not Cadillac Man, but the, I'm going to put it in parentheses because this part doesn't start with an F, but The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. All right, that is your answer, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. A fine film, not. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Wayne Wayne Newton, good old good old Wayne Newton. Uh... <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried hires a, a detective uh, who uh, is going to discover that Wayne Newton is the killer. Money, what are you blaming him for? Andrew Dice Clay, uh, yeah, probably the only good thing to come out of this movie, quite frankly, is the the song Cradle of Love by Billy Idol, which was, uh, he decided to uh, donate that to this movie and then made the video, which is a very cool video uh, from the time. But uh, yeah, named after a car, he drove the car in the film. The Adventures of Ford Fairline is correct. Well done, nine points. All right. Woo! All right, well, another three for three in a round. Right. With one question left, let us see if we can finally get you the perfecto here. Uh, three, yeah. points. three points is all okay. that's left you. Yeah. Uh, this is the mashup. Are you ready, sir? I'm more ready than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. Here is your mashup question for three points. You can find Battle Mountain Sanitarium and Wounded Knee Battlefield in her, and her in I Am Sam and The Alienist. Who was in the Alienist? I also don't know who was in I Am Sam except for Sean Penn. There's a woman. Is it? No, it's not Robin Green Penn. Starts with an F. Um, wounded Knee and Battle Mountain. Uh, wounded Knee is in like South Dakota. Battle Mountain. I thought it was in Nevada. And her. Not probably not the name of the movie. Her or maybe she is in her. Or you're probably just using it as a pronoun. Um, her woman starts with an F. Wounded knee. Are are those in a video game? Fast Five. Well, well, there's the girl. Who is that? What is that girl's name? Dakota Fanning. 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 L. Fanning. Dakota. South Dakota. 
Fanning. Okay, I've got South Dakota. Fan- is there are there any more F's I can put in there? South Dakota Fanning. Well, there's South- one F in there. That's good enough. That's uh, all you need is one. Uh, so uh, okay. your answer is South Dakota Fanning here. Certainly, uh, I am Sam. She was a little girl in the Alienist uh, television series that uh, she's all grown up. She does uh, spend her time in a sanitarium there. So uh, that's kind of a tie into the Battle Mountain Sanitarium and the Wounded Knee Battlefield. I was kind of uh, figuring this to be a 50-50 for most people out there who might come up with Dakota Fanning and then have to wonder, do I want North Dakota Fanning or do I want South Dakota Fanning as my answer? The answer is South Dakota Fanning. Well done. Could have gone either way there, but I, I left it. It's basically, this was a 50-50 heads or tails. <laughs> Excellent job. Well, that was a perfect round four, and if you're going to be perfect in a round, round four is pretty much the best way to... Nice one to be perfect. Though. Yeah, I would say so. We got 24 in that round. Well done. We're going to add that to the 32 that you had coming into the round. An incredibly healthy 56 as we enter the confidence question. Here is how this is going to work. This is your last chance, Adam, to try and improve your final score. Right. Only one right. question is before you. Only one answer is required. I will give you the category. You must wager between 1 and 10 points. Get it right. I will add it to your score, and happily so. Get it wrong, sir. Oh, 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 get it wrong, and you will lose those precious points. And I am going to set you loose in Italy, wandering aimlessly until you come up with some city that starts with the letter F. <laughs> right. I'm not sure if you're ever going to get there, but... As is the case this season, you have given me a choice of three categories from which to choose. I have chosen. Are you ready to hear what I have chosen, sir? I am. Here is the category we are using. It is old school Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Old school D&D. You sound very happy about that. So I must ask you one to ten. How many points? Okay. This will be a fun one. I'm not. Man, you know, I thought about going back and looking through some of my old rule books last night to study for this, but I did not do so. I'm going to play it medium and go for six points so that even if I flail about, I still end up with 50 points, which is a nice total. Indeed. Indeed. You're doing very well. Uh, I appreciate your confidence. Uh, Six points. Good luck. And here we go. Now, this is the F game. Had this been G, the there could have been only one question to ask. Gary Gygax. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Which is why I decided uh, not to give this in G. <laughs> right. Give you F right. instead. Yes. Here is your question. What classic monster from the quote-unquote red period of Gary Gygax, right. uh, meaning the Red Book of 1981, yeah. has the following qualities? Lunge. Dark vision. A plus two initiative. And the ability to camouflage itself as its own prey. Ugh. You know, I thought about going back and reviewing the monster manual. I did not do so. Lunge, dark vision. So, okay, so it lives underground. Plus two initiative. Camouflage. Okay, I don't think it's a mind flayer. I think that was just an ad and I don't think that was in the red book. Red would have been the basic set there's a thing in the fiend folio which boy there there would have been something called like a flump or whatever which that was a goofy one the red set fighter frog frog is it oh is it some kind of like giant frog frog man frog comma giant okay okay i'm really not sure about this at all 
but I'm going to say Frogman. Okay, that certainly begins with that. Yeah, I uh, when you gave me uh, the options here, uh, I personally never played Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but I owned uh, the books because I found them fascinating reads, and they were uh, indeed they are just just fun to read about all these different uh, creatures and whatnot. And I'm big on game theory, always have been, and so I, I enjoyed yep. the game mechanics, even though I, I never actually sat down to play. I went and did my research and discovered that there were just two creatures that actually started with F in this set. So I uh, picked one and decided to talk about it. One of them was Ferret, comma, giant. Okay. A giant, a giant ferret, who later in the, in the course of D&D was renamed as Weasel, comma, giant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But w- would have qualified as the possible answer. We decided to go with the other option here because... Is it frog, comma, giant? It is not frog, comma, giant uh, <laughs> okay. either here. All right, all right, all right. Uh, this is a creature who is immune to poison um, because uh, the only thing it wants to feast on are giant bees, or bees, comma, giant, uh, and these creatures are sh- somehow yellow and black striped themselves, uh, yet they are not the giant bees. They are just the creatures that camouflage themselves as giant bees so they can move into the hives and eat them, but sometimes they stray from the crowd and encounter uh, adventurers and decide, well, we'll just eat you. You're here. Uh, they are a creature known as the robber fly. Robber fly. Oh, that is a deep cut. Oh, boy. <laughs> would you expect oh, any less on my show, sir? <laughs> no, I would not. No. If you, the listener, got that one right, let me extend a laurel and hearty handshake to you. Indeed, indeed. Uh, your saddles were blazing in this episode, sir. Uh, <laughs> taking those six points from the... I'm going to get the reference. Uh, for six points away from 56, leaves you with 50 points. Well Which done. Oh, it's very good, sir. Uh, before I uh, evict you... Uh, is there anything you'd like to say, to promote, to plug, to, to boast about, or to apologize for? I, I, I don't know. You know, be be excellent to each other. Um, and I'm a city planner, so like, if you want to get involved with city planning stuff, like in your local community, um, do so and try to think about the broader community instead of just your own personal property values. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, uh, I would just unleash Godzilla on my Sim City from time to time just because it was fun. But sure, your 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 statement sounds nice too. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for being here uh, on the show, Adam. Uh, get out of my hot seat. <laughs> and uh, but thank you, thank you so much, Adam. And we all will right. be back next time. Thank you all for listening. Uh, coming up next week. Gee, I wonder what the categories will be. (laughs) Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Did you beat our guest? Or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. Also, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. 